Wayne Nelson back with you on Talk to the Experts. Paul Lindsay and Norman Ewing from McMillan Estate Planning are my guests today. We've been talking about some key elements of estate planning as we move toward the spring budget and what might lie ahead from a tax perspective. A reminder that McMillan team members will be hosting two virtual webinars Thursday, February 8th, and Thursday, February 22nd, both days at 6.30 p.m. To register for either or both of these sessions, if you prefer, contact McMillan Estate Planning. The number is 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours, or you can visit their website for more information. It's mcmillanestate.com. Paul and Norman, before the break, uh, well, Paul, you were talking about the fact that, yes, we've got these two webinars coming up and that you go into a little bit more detail on some of the topics we've discussed about today, but there's also a lot of other topics that you discuss in these webinars. Uh, The two that come to mind, uh, the two multis, as I call them, the multi-jurisdictional and the uh, multi-generational issues. So let's flesh those out if we could. Yeah, no, happy to, Wayne. It's um, it's it's probably worth just you know reminding everyone that the the way that the, the business is structured is that we have offices all across Western Canada. We have an office down in the United States, and also we have one in uh, in London, um, United Kingdom, not Ontario, to be very clear there. Um, and 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 that's not you know that's not coincidence. That is by design. Because we do find that clients of ours, and Norman's spoken about this already today, they not only hold assets outside of Alberta as a province, but they also hold assets outside of Canada itself. Now, what that inevitably does is it brings us something of a, it doesn't have to necessarily be a taxation headache, but my goodness, it does open up another can of worms. Because if we have assets in other jurisdictions, what that traditionally means is that the relevant taxing authority in that jurisdiction is going to be looking at those assets and thinking, well, you know, are we entitled to an element of taxation here? And obviously, Canada Revenue, assuming that we are Canadian tax resident, will also be having a look around as well. And so it is important to be able to have that consideration when you are designing your estate plan. The idea that we aren't just looking at our obligations towards Canada Revenue, it's other taxing authorities as well. And it's not surprising we get a lot of Canadians, a lot of Albertans uh, head south for the colder winter months. As you mentioned, you have an office in the UK because there are many Albertans that may have uh, holdings uh, throughout Europe. And And again, this is one of the advantages of Macmillan Estate Planning. You have team members who are well-versed in all of the relevant legislations in other jurisdictions. Yeah, I think that that, that's absolutely right. And and the point is, is that what we have seen working with clients in the past is if you aren't mindful of those other jurisdictions and you don't plan for them, you run the risk of things like potential double taxation um, or you you just, you, you leave strategies on the shelf if you don't know that they exist that could have saved you thousands of dollars pounds whatever currency we're we're talking about here so yeah it's it's very much a a, a part of life these days and therefore a part of the estate planning 
landscape that we we have that ability to to look at how holding assets in other jurisdictions is going to affect you and how we can use strategies both in Canada and in those other jurisdictions to keep that taxation to a minimum or indeed if we can remove it altogether in poker parlance you don't want to leave money on the table absolutely right Wayne I mean you will be kicking yourself if you do isn't it um and you want to have, you know, kind of an expert opinion on on this when you get into the multi-jurisdictional. Uh, you know, someone wants to buy a property in in Arizona, say, or or, or maybe they already have something down there. Uh, you know, the timing and the details are so important on these because, you know, for the U.S. example, we've got the tax treaty between Canada and the U.S. And so the idea behind the tax treaty is is we don't want that double taxation. You know, if we pay tax in in one jurisdiction, we're able to credit it uh, in another jurisdiction. But if we just go ahead and, you know, kind of do what we want in that regard, get that recreational property without the, the, the proper care, we can run into timing issues. Are, you know, are we triggering a taxation event in Canada um, that's not a taxation event in the U.S., uh, vice versa? Um, and, you know, when we, when we don't have the careful planning, then, then we run into those issues. And just because the tax treaty is there, uh, it's not necessarily going to give us relief if, if we haven't been careful in that regard. And even uh, if we're not uh, getting uh, into... Uh, you know, cross-border, if it's uh, just sort of cross-jurisdiction uh, within, you know, British Columbia, uh, you know, and, and Alberta, um, you know, we've, we've got so many of our clients that, that have, um, you know, some sort of imprint out there. And, you know, in, in, in BC, it's, it, it's a little bit of a higher tax burden in the sense that, you know, we've got probate taxes, we've got property transfer taxes, um, you know, certainly vacancy taxes, and, uh, you know, there's, there's kind of a long list there. Um, so you've got to be really careful um, as to how you get in, in, involved in these fun things like um, properties in, in, in BC and Arizona and take the due, due care to uh, set it up properly. It's like anything else. Make sure you've got the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Yeah, and one other thing perhaps I, I would raise as well, Wayne, is this, is that um, it's, it is common, of course, in our industry that we do get very uh, fixated on the taxation piece. But we perhaps shouldn't forget that sometimes if we are holding assets in other jurisdictions, that can have an impact on the sorts of things that we might do with our legal planning as well. Um, there are you know, certain schools of thought that, that suggest that we can have one will, for example, to deal with all of our assets, no matter what province or country they're in. Um, and on the other side of the coin, there may be cause to have assets in those jurisdictions in which we, you know, we, we, we hold assets. So I think that, that that sort of rounds off the idea of multi-jurisdictional estate planning. There are taxation issues, absolutely, but there can also be legal and, and indeed other considerations to have regard to as well. All right. The other multi that uh, I mentioned off the top, multi-generational, uh, who wants to tackle that one? Well, multi-generational is interesting because, um, you know, there's there's some of the softer issues that that play into this as far as you know relationships and and, and fam family dynamics, and so uh, you know we'll often see you know clients that uh, you know they um, uh, you know they may have a family business, but uh, they haven't really put. Um, the thought into how to go about, um, you know, involving the children in it. Or uh, maybe it's a situation where they've, you know, built up some wealth, but, you know, how do we transfer that? And so, uh, you know, we ask a lot of questions when we, we, we sit down with people because, you know, we've got to understand not just the assets, not just sort of how the business is run and, and, and the goals and, and those sorts of things, um, but we've got to understand the family, uh, you know, who are their children, who are their grandchildren, 
Um, you know, do they get along? Is there any, uh, you know, rifts or concerns? Um, do the kids even want to be part of the uh, business going forward? And, and you know, if uh, there there could be a situation where the kids don't want to be involved in it, there could be situations where um, there's a family estrangement. Um, you know, there might be children from a previous relationship that, uh, you know, despite uh, an interest on one side, um, the other side uh, doesn't want to contact. And so, uh, you know, all of that sort of stuff has to be sort of mapped uh, and laid out before we can really get into kind of any strategies or solutions because, um, you know, estate planning is really dependent um, on on these sorts of facts. And, um, you know, you have to flesh these out um, before you start deciding whether a trust is appropriate or, or what direction we're going to go yeah, down. You have to have that consultation to figure out what's right for you because each estate plan is unique. One of the things that uh, is fairly common, I think, throughout many estate plans, and I know it's uh, near and dear to, to Sherry's heart, is charitable giving. Yeah, you know, charitable giving is, uh, you know, is a great thing to look at because, uh, you know, people may have causes that um, are important to them. Um, and it, it may be stuff that they're, um, they're you know, supporting uh, on a yearly basis. It might be something that they're looking at uh, on the legacy side that, you know, that when, when they want to pass, uh, they want to um, support. And, uh, you know, the nice thing about, uh, you know, charitable giving is, is, is there's a lift uh, because there's tax benefits to it. Um, and, you know, beyond uh, just uh, sort of, uh, you know, kind of the straight gift, we can be very strategic about this in the sense that, um, you know, if we have capital appreciated assets, you know, maybe we have, uh, you know, stock that we've been holding for a while that's that's gone up in value or, you know, maybe we have land or art or, or various, you know, assets that have, have appreciated, um, we can donate those and we can kind of save on, on a couple of levels uh, because we're getting the, the benefit, uh, but um, we're also uh, eliminating some of the taxes we may pay. All right. Lots to consider during an estate plan, and good estate planning is about protecting those assets, maximizing wealth, and minimizing tax. On Thursday, February 8th, and again on Thursday, February 22nd, in virtual webinars that start each day at 6.30 p.m., the McMillan Estate team members will be talking about some tried and tested estate planning strategies that you can use right now. To register, contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 or go to the website at mcmillanestate.com. Paul, Norman, thanks for joining us again today. Pleasure. Thank you, Wayne. I'm Wayne Nelson for Paul Lindsay and Norman Ewing from McMillan Estate Planning. Thanks for joining us on Talk to the Experts.